armies draw near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present, Hermes, in thy suppliant here. Welcome to Third Eye Vine, episode 11, Samhain. Thank you for supporting the show by subscribing, rating, and sharing. Please join us at patreon.com slash third eye bind. Hello, I'm Juliet. And I'm Poison Ivy. And welcome to our super special Halloween episode of Third Eye Bind. If you like us, Mm -hmm. please subscribe to this wherever you're watching or listening. Like, repost, tell your friends, Mm -hmm. tell your witchy friends about us. And if you really like us, you can uh, support us via Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash third eye bind to learn more. Okay. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. This episode is about Samhain. It sure is. So should we pull? We should. Let's pull. Let's a Samhain pull. card. I'm sort of leaning more forward today than usual. Mm-hmm. So I have a little baggage. I don't on know if that. you've noticed. I've grown a pair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, doing this with gloves is different. <laughs> and welcome to season two. We didn't even. Oh, my God. I know. Season two. You know what? Congratulations to us. We have some business, I think, to address before we do this. Before I even pull cards. Actually, you're absolutely. Touch hands. Let's touch. Touch hands. Um, Before we even pull some cards, something that we've received a lot of feedback on from our first episode is that folks were a little bit confused by the whispering that they heard in the beginning when I was channeling through the tarot. And the reason that sometimes when I'm channeling, you hear the whispers is that I am a trance medium or a physical medium. And the spirits speak through me in many different ways. And one of those ways is through my voice. And the spirits will literally commandeer my voice and will begin to speak out of my mouth and I believe that it is my duty as an ethical medium to pause for a moment and translate what I'm receiving rather than offer it to you directly from the spirits themselves I think that's an important part of my practice and so first you might hear a whisper And then you'll hear my voice more amplified, repeating to you or translating to you what it is that's coming through. It's not always like that. Sometimes they communicate with me through clairvoyance or clairaudience, but sometimes it's exactly like that. Sometimes my voice will change tones too, which is a little spooky, but... Mm, Spooky. It's a little spooky. Perfect for today. Yes. And the reason why we didn't explain it, or I didn't explain it or even think it was worth commenting on is because I'm pretty used to it. Yeah. So let's go ahead and pull a card today. Yes, All let's right. do it. Let's pull a card. That's it. Okay. My posture is like very... <laughs> it's a little different with the gloves on. I like this card. One. <laughs> I'm curious what's on the bottom. It's just, it's just this one. I pulled the Ten of Cups for our Samhain episode, and I'm kind of obsessed with this pull because to me, 
the Ten of Cups is a celebration. It's feeling fulfilled and seen as you are, having your cup full and feeling very accepted by those whom you are surrounded with. And for me personally, Samhain, um, Dia de Muerto, All Saints Day, All Souls is a time when the ancestors return and I am surrounded by those spirits who love me, who understand me, who delight in my existence. And I feel so fucking full as mm -hmm. I fill the altar with goodies and treats and I share their stories with my children and speak their names out loud. Um, Samhain, the harvest, this is a time of spiritual celebration and it is such a fucking beautiful time of year and an excellent time to be a witch. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. This is prime witch real estate here. This is when we shine. This is our time to shine. This is my busy season. This is like... It's a glorious day. It's a glorious time. <laughs> I like that too, that the concept of being full and because the harvest is about gathering what you have for the winter mm -hmm. and burning what you no longer need or burning in sacrifice like mm -hmm. plant sacrifice and things like that and bonfires and and That's all right. that it's a fire festival yeah it's traditionally there's there's a lot of bonfire going on during sabbaths that's sort of every mm -hmm. every sabbath like um I can't think of the name of the Sabbath. Not the fire fest. Why can't Maven. Maven. Maven? Yeah, like that's the traditional fire festival, mm -hmm. but all of them kind of are. Yeah, any excuse to burn shit is absolutely welcomed. Okay. <laughs> so what the fuck is Samhain? First of all, it's spelled how it does not sound. Yes, and. I was confused as a baby witch because <laughs> I learned too. the word from a book. Right. So I was out here saying it wrong for a long time. We learned things from books uh, in the olden days. Yes, so in libraries. Libraries. <laughs> and reading things without speaking them aloud is different than you just don't really know how to pronounce things correctly. Because it looks like Samhain. Samhain. Or Samhain, yeah. And uh, a lot of movies and pop culture have mispronounced it as well. So no one it, did a Google. But I was like, oh, so like to me now, I'm like, come on, guys. But you know, it, it happens, mm -hmm. and it, and it's really that confusing. So mm -hmm. we don't really care. It's fine. So right? tell us a little bit about oh, your relationship okay. to oh, Samhain. My relationship to mm -hmm. Samhain, please. My relationship to Samhain is special because. When I was a kid, Halloween was my favorite holiday. Mine too. My favorite. It still is. Mm -hmm. And there, I could sense the veil being thin. Mm -hmm. I could smell it. I can still smell Halloween when it's... Mm -hmm. I can smell it in the air. Mm -hmm. And it's a certain feeling I get in my body around maybe like 
late August, September. Yes, me too. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And when I was a kid, I could, I'm sure you could sense it because you like talk to dead people and stuff. But <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, I really could sense like this, just this the most exciting like feeling mm -hmm. in the air. And it's it, even on the actual eve, I could really feel that there was just something palpable and different about, do you need some space? about sorry i was talking to my dog for those of you not watching this um i could sense the energy mm -hmm. just absolutely and i didn't before i even knew why or what that was i mean i was like five mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i love it mm -hmm. um it, it's interesting because i do of course i'm an american i celebrate american halloween which is a very american thing and we'll get into that shortly Ooh. um how we celebrate it now it's why a lot of other countries are like um, halloween is so american and it is and i will explain why i can't bit. wait to learn something yeah so Samhain was always sort of there before i even knew what the fuck that was and that it wasn't just halloween in the modern sense but but i do celebrate those traditions trick-or-treating dressing up like hello so much fun. <laughs> our set but i also have mixed in you know the irish celtic traditions and i and um it's really about for me the dead mm -hmm. in terms of being in service to the dead like mm -hmm. truly on that day it's like what can i do for the dead how can i entertain the dead Mm -hmm. How can I really just be, you know, be in service to the dead and sort of from an entertainment standpoint, because I was a performance artist. So, you know, singing, dancing, reading mm -hmm. poems around a campfire, that's sort of been the ritual. I don't like to ask for shit on Samhain. I don't know why for me that doesn't feel right. It feels mm -hmm. like... It's not really for me personally, but. I agree. I tend to like set my, I plant the seeds for the fall harvest around July mm -hmm. or maybe the first couple weeks of August. And come the fall, come All Hallows Eve, I'm certainly more intent on acts of service, performance. Performance is mm -hmm. currency. Mm -hmm especially in the realm of the spirits and i also like set the table we put together a special altar we make sure that all of our dearly departed's photos and items that we have are together in one mm -hmm. place i usually start baking a lot making lots of cookies and setting out candies and playing music for them it's like a party for yeah. the dead it's a party it's a dead for, man's party it's Who a could dead ask man's for more? party da -na -na -na. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's coming leave your body at the door leave your body and soul at the door <laughs> don't, don't run away it's only me <laughs> okay but the history of how halloween came to be is very interesting i'm so excited and you probably know more than you think so okay let me okay so Samhain, as we most of us know is an ancient celtic festival mm -hmm. 
there are fall festivals around the world and different mm -hmm. cultures. That is not to exclude those, but I didn't research them. Mm -hmm. And I have Celtic ancestry. So we love rooted in ancestry. And, it's and yes, the, the pre-Christian pagan holidays um, are a lot of what neo-pagan and witches look to for some sort of like markers in the year. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. So it's an ancient Celtic festival, right? So this, I want to sort of focus on what is more of an origin for Halloween, Christianity or Celtic? What? Because they're... A from, riddle? From a... You're all riddle me this. <laughs> from a scholarly standpoint, there's a lot to be argued. From I'm a witch standpoint, I believe it's pre-Christian Celtics mm -hmm. that, but there's not, because there's not as many records, you know, scholars are like, well, we have more records on Christianity, so let's point to those facts. But, interesting. Okay. so Samhain literally means summer's end. Mm -hmm. That's the translation. Mm -hmm. The transition between seasons, the veil is thin. Um, it's a time when Druids would light bonfires mm -hmm. and do a lot of divination work Ooh. and traditionally it was a time to be like just do a lot of fucking divination it was a courting time too so you could like get down and like be like who am i gonna marry who do i want to hook up with Ooh, that's fucking what's fun. gonna happen yeah and i feel like that sort of lends itself to it being fall and winter's coming and they're probably gonna have to stay inside what's and... it called cuffing season <laughs> what the fuck is that cuffing season is the like fall winter when people start to like get together and find partners uh, to carry them through hi, yes that um february that was all cuffing yeah and then everybody yeah, yeah. breaks up in the spring and we have yeah. hot girl summer they are gonna like quarantine together to use a term <laughs> that we're all very familiar with by now so yeah, they're trying to find Ancient partners. Celtic so cuffing. they're so they're not yeah you know and this is a f kind of just a again there's not a lot of records on this but yeah. um, trying to get stuff done before winter doing sacrifice right. plant sacrifice to pray to get through the winter you right. know everything's big like offering yeah it's a big ass party like like you mm -hmm. said um, so yeah they're like you know. There's no written tradition, so we can't really tell if this, if modern Halloween sort of came from the Celtic people, but it did. Yeah. And so on the Christian side of things, which I sort of, I've heard about these things, but I don't really have my ducks in a row until I researched this. Mm -hmm. um, so like you mentioned, November 1st is All Saints Day. Mm -hmm. And all of these holidays are holidays for the dead in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. And also Samhain is this, this sort of the same. I think, I think it's, it was more like, it's the harvest end. And I think the Christian side of it was a little bit more like, at least... In what I researched, mm -hmm. it was a little bit more like, okay, this is for ghosties. <laughs> um, 
and Dia de los Muertos, of course, mm -hmm. and like all those other cultural things. Around this time, it just seems to coincide that it's time for the dead. Mm -hmm. Okay. The veil is thin. So then November 1st was All Saints Day. And November 2nd is All Souls Day. And that was mm -hmm. added after All Saints Day was a thing. And that's also a date. There is a difference between them, but All Souls yes. Day is like to remember the dead. Yes. And All Saints Day was celebrating saints. Specifically, yes. Yeah. It's when the saints go marching in. When the saints go uh -huh. marching in. That's November 1st, yes. And November 2nd is supposed to be the day that the gates of heaven are open to all. Right. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, okay, and then they added the night before All Saints Day or All Souls Day or whatever, All Saints Day, was called All Hallows' Eve or Hallowtide. So oh. that's where All Hallows' Eve comes from. It's a Christian thing. I didn't know that. Yeah. So obviously we know where we're going with this, right? So we All love Hallows' Eve. Eve. We fucking love an Eve. A vigil. <laughs> now, candlelight mass. Catholics love that shit. Right. Allegedly, <laughs> this was not intentional because originally... I'm going to, I can't tell you exactly specifically how, because I forgot, but um, All Saints Day or All Souls Day was celebrated in Ireland. I think it was, no, in somewhere it was celebrated in April. Mm -hmm. It was celebrated in a different time and it was moved to November by somebody that was one in charge. Popes, like one probably. of the popes. Yeah. Yeah. It was Pope so-and-so. Okay. So, so it was moved. So they're saying like, it's not intentionally... Mm. coinciding with Samhain to like rip yeah. off the holiday sort of a thing but the Catholics love to move yeah their holidays move, around and usurp yeah I mean <laughs> non-Christian holidays I feel like it was less of an assimilation tactic than like Christmas was right you know yeah but, but still it's well because they moved the they time. moved like Easter that ends yeah. up being around April and, that's and probably why they had to move the other one to November. They probably said, let's just move this just around. Shift the whole calendar. Bang, bang. <laughs> okay, so, okay. So, when they moved it, and then when Christianity started spreading, it blended with Samhain traditions. Mm -hmm. So, there's Celtic, Irish, Samhain, it blends with Christianity, okay? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, All Hallows' Eve, and then that turns into Halloween. Right. Okay. So in um, Ireland, let's say, or Europe, they had traditions that will look familiar. There's a lot of candles going on in the churchyards totally. during, like, All Saints Day. And Which makes sense because the nights start to get longer. Yeah. And it's just when there was masses and things, that's mm -hmm. it, candles would light in the, the churchyard. There were bonfires as well. Mm. Um there's a tradition called souling, which is essentially uh, poor kids would beg door to door for soul cakes in exchange for their prayers for the dead. So this is like where trick or treating came from. So Shut the front door. That's where trick or treating. So trick or treating is sort of a, a, a blending thing. and a Christian thing. Yeah, that we know of. Interesting. So. You would basically be like, knock, knock. And then I'd be like, please give me a soul cake. I need a soul cake. I'm poor and fucking hungry. And you'd be yeah. like, okay, but you got to pray for grandma. 
to pray for my they'd pay them through soul cakes to pray pray for for their dead dead. okay and then along with them when they would go door to door there would be um these people called solars who would light the path with hollowed out rutabagas and vegetables oh the jack-o'-lantern so that's where the um and it's cool how the jack-o'-lanterns came to be, but they were like fucking rutabagas and like right. turnips. Because there originally. were pumpkin, pumpkins were indigenous exactly. to the Americas, not so there. That makes sense. What's cool is like when those traditions came to America, they turned into jack-o'-lanterns because that's what was here. The big ass In pumpkins. America. So a jack-o'-lantern is truly an American thing. Right. Which is kind of cool. Um... So, yeah, and they also had costume party. There was some French tradition where they would have masquerades Mm. for the dead sort of a thing. And if you didn't dress up like you got haunted or something, I don't know. (laughs) Um, A hitchhiking ghost follows follows you you home. home. (laughs) So then I, I made a note about Puritans sucking balls. Protestants said, so the Protestants were like, no more... Because fuck the souls in purgatory. They didn't believe that purgatory was real, I think. Or they, they weren't down with purgatory. They're just like hardcore. They, they, weren't, they were hardcore. Straight they weren't hell. down. The, the Bible is super literal to Protestants. So right. they were like, we're not down with this whole they get to purge their sins sort of situation. No. Or some, someone out there might have more information. on, But you know what I mean. Right. They were like not about it. So... Oh, yeah. So there was a reformation in England, Mm -hmm. but the tradition still stayed because people Mm -hmm. still wanted to party. Totally. And then then the Puritans decided to leave for the Americas and to colonize this nation that we live in so um because there was too much fun happening there's too much fun because it's all because of halloween apparently so (laughs) holotide got like way lit and they were like no that's not the only reason but (laughs) the reference yeah i mean that sort of so then they were like let's go somewhere else so we all know what happened there Mm -hmm. so then irish immigrants started coming to america Mm -hmm. and that's when halloween traditions really arrived to the u.s because of the Celtic oh. Irish roots with the Christian, you know, the mixture the of that was really centered in like Ireland and Scotland. Right. And Britain, Where I guess. Where the Celts were. Yeah. So when Irish immigrants came to the U.S., that's when um, those things started to accumulate here in this country. So German uh, Christmas traditions, if you don't know, are fucking scary. Like Belschnickel and Krampus and things yeah, like that. Fucking and like, terrifying. That's why you keep like, that Yule log lit. <laughs> and haunted hayrides. The origin of fucking haunted hayrides. Where does that is come from? German. Because they would do that during fucking Christmas a lot. And I'm German as fuck. So yeah. I'm a wee bit German. <laughs> I'm a, like a twenty a twenty plus percent German. So um, yeah, these are probably my homies that came and like were like, oh, let's make it scary. Belschnickel. <laughs> so those traditions came and they were and they were more scary than like they're more closer to the Halloween 
that we know today. Their mm-hmm. Christmas traditions were like our Halloween but traditions that's the thing. today. That's when the spookies really come out to like fuck shit up <laughs> is during Christmas time, Yuletide. Right. That's when like the real cryptids, the real yeah. spooks and goblins yeah. and ghouls come out to like fuck your shit up is during yeah. Christmas. So <laughs> Germans had that going on, okay? They're hardcore. So um and then yes, things adapted for north america like the soul the soul cakes souling became like trick-or-treating and interesting and but that didn't happen right away so i'm almost done i swear to god so no this is good I then love it. it's interesting though right yeah. so then things adapted for north america like pumpkins mm-hmm. we talked about earlier there were no pumpkins were here and they didn't have them there i guess so yeah. they started carving pumpkins which are like my favorite thing so then in the 60s and 70s, with TV became mm. popular. And guess what happened there? Horror movies became, they started to um, rebroadcast old horror movie marathons of like, you know, the old school Dracula or Frankenstein yeah. and the monsters. And then Halloween became really commercialized. With, and then candy costumes, the commer- right. commercialization of Halloween really happened in the 60s and 70s. I did not know that. Yeah. So then 1978, a little movie called Halloween came out and changed like everything with the horror genre. And then that's sort of when it just became associated with horror and culturally just went nuts. That led to the satanic panic. And then at the same time, the reclamation of pre-Christian paganism. So then that's where all that shit happens. You can see where this goes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And then we have Christians, you know, using haunted houses as an, acc- as an assimilation tactic. Yeah, absolutely. And then we're there. So that's sort of the story of Halloween. That's fucking fascinating. And Samhain, even though it's not Samhain, but that's the story of Halloween. Of Halloween. Of as we know it yeah. today. Uh, Isn't that interesting? I feel duped. <laughs> So it's very, it's pretty Christian and, but it's a mix. It's It's a a, mix. It's a mix. It really is. Yeah. That's fascinating. But our modern Halloween is, is pretty Christian in nature. But there's a lot of, it's a mixture. It's like a baby that we all love and it's a Christian pagan baby. It's a little melting pot holiday. Kind of nice. (laughs) And weird. That is strange as fuck. <laughs> I did not. And I'm spent. I did not know that. I, yeah. Isn't that interesting? I fucking love Halloween. I love costume. I love, I don't really give a fuck about candy. My sister and I never really ate the candy. Oh, I did. We weren't. Big time. <laughs> Butterfingers were my thing. It's just such a. So, yeah, the way that, the way that witches celebrate Samhain now like what how do we celebrate it now Mm. with neo-pagan like modern witchcraft Mm -hmm. how do we highlight those Mm pre-christian traditions luckily there's I mean look it's like the people in the 60s and 70s that were like bringing witchcraft back Mm -hmm. like bringing sexy back (laughs) they're really responsible for a lot of these uh, for uh, directing us in the ways that we celebrate these sabbats because Mm. we don't have record 
a lot of that's how like they were actually. That's like when Crowley became popular. Yeah, like Aleister Crowley and, yeah. and doing all that shit. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Totally. He was an atheist, by the way. Oh, oh no, that's no, Anthony LeVay. Sorry, that's not Aleister The other Crowley. one, yeah. I get them confused. All masters of appropriation of yeah, world yeah, yeah. cultures. <laughs> I get them confused. <laughs> Fucking white dudes in the seventies. White dudes in the seventies doing starting some shit. witch cults. Yeah, starting witch cults. You know, <laughs> but they were there was a lot of experimentation with mm-hmm. with that, and then Satan and the horror movies, and it just kind totally. of imploded into yeah. what we know today. Fascinating. It's so cool. I did not know that. If I could do another job other than run my business, I would be. I wanted to be an anthropologist and like study cultural anthropology mm-hmm. and my freaking specialty would be like ho- the, the holidays or, like halloween and the yeah. and the origin of it and like holidays and shit like i would love that so this was very mm-hmm. fun for me to research but like we always say on this show there was a group of people that were sort of directing the way that we celebrate sabbaths mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. we don't unless you have a family lineage that kept record great mm-hmm. But we're still Most digging. Of it's oral tradition. It's oral tradition, and yeah. we're digging for these pieces. And so, I mean, and now, and now we have memes of how to celebrate Samhain on totally Instagram. They're they're <laughs> memes, and they're like, do this and this and this and this. That's not wrong, mm-hmm. but it's not everything. Mm-hmm. Not for everyone. It's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not for every witch. Mm-hmm. And. It, there, uh, my point being, there's more than those ways to celebrate these sabbats. Mm-hmm. There are good jumping off points, but as we always say, getting to the bottom of your ancestry and your family lineage mm-hmm. is gonna give you those nuggets of gold that you can. Mm-hmm. That if if what you're learning is not, vi- if you're not vibing with, you're like, eh, it's like orange candle, okay, or whatever, you know. I don't know. Maybe you have a fear of pumpkins. I don't know. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I love I love the idea of this time of year as the ushering in of yes, the ancestors and the dead, but also just like a new time. Like humans experience seasons just like the earth experiences seasons, and these transitions are certainly worth celebrating because we are reflections of our environment the world around us and if the earth is going through a big change in your hemisphere then you're likely going through a big change as well Mm -hmm. and it's worth taking the time to pause and enjoy the fruits of that time before you enter into a new season Especially one that's very barren by nature, like the winter. Yeah, and if you have sads, like, I think I've, I don't want to say I have it, because I know people, like, are diagnosed with it. I definitely have it. But I think I do have yeah. it during the winter time. I get really bummed out mm-hmm. after, after Samhain, mm-hmm. after Halloween, I'm like, for me, the worst of it hits like in January, that mm. weird week between yeah, Christmas the new, and oh, the new year. Yeah, me too. Oof. It's a weird time, though, because there, if we go back to, like, the Germanic traditions yeah. and all of the spookies yeah. that come out at that time, like, and I kind of wonder, 
because I come from a tradition in which we believe that like the way we feel, the way we express ourselves is related to the spirits who we are surrounded by. Mm. I always have to wonder like, is there some sort of connection to this literal seasonal depression, this deep depression that I hit in that strange time between this like weird liminal time it's between weird. the it's years. Liminal. Yeah. Um, like, does it have something to do with the type of spirits that are able to roam free right. at that time? Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've been trying to embrace, cause I have like a fucked, uh, relationship with Christmas. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I don't really enjoy it. It's very depressing to me. My parents um, always were fighting at Christmas time. Yeah, it's all family trauma for me. Um, it's just not a fun. It's not a fun time. It's not heartwarming for me. Um, but I have been trying to embrace Yule as a Sabbath, mm -hmm. and it's hard to undo mm -hmm. tradition mm -hmm. that you've been having ever since you were. But to sort of view it through a different lens. We've been embracing Yule too at home. Mm -hmm. I've been very much pushing the Yule tide agenda yeah in our house this is a fucking yule yeah. tree yes and we don't have a fireplace but i always keep a candle lit nonstop mm -hmm. during that time of year for our yule log and it's also a way to like keep those creepy cryptids away from mm -hmm. your sacred space by having a candle burning at all times during the darkest and longest of the nights truly mm -hmm. it's such a yeah, it's just, it, it's the juxtaposition. I wonder if that's it too, is like traditionally or like spiritually, I'm feeling that juxtaposition with this, mm. this joy and joy like to the world. It's corny and it's just, it's, corny. it's bullshit. It didn't snow when Christ was born in uh, Bethlehem. And Christianity is just gross. <laughs> and fucking just... Palestine. It wasn't snowing on the first Christmas. Yeah, Yule is a very pagan situation. I mean, Christmas is very pagan. It's very pagan. And it's a blatant, just it's stuff just a is rip not, off. it's just a blatant mishmash. Samhain turns out not so He much, wasn't even born that but... time of year. He was born in, like, July, according to historians. Yeah. So it's just all kind of the agenda is just stupid mm -hmm. to me. So mm -hmm. I I don't. So I'm trying to, like, find that that joy mm -hmm. through maybe it's creepy again. And I feel like that's what what's cool about Yule is, like, it doesn't have to be, like, joyful joyful it's joyful, more like joyful, this shit's fucking spooky as fuck like yule is when i want to be watching the spooky movies right? yule is when i want to binge horror films yeah. and watch all of the scary stuff yeah and like consecrate my entire house <laughs> i mean like what's that fucking uh the screw not scrooge mcduck oh my god i do like scrooged with scrooge what's his name McDuck? from what's what his name bill murray <laughs> The, that story. That's when, that is fucking Christmas. Scrooge. Scrooge, yeah. right? Or the the story the Christmas of Carol. Ebenezer's. There you yeah, go. Yeah, Christmas Carol. The Ebenezer Scrooge story. That That's scary. pretty scary. <laughs> Being haunted by your yeah. past, present, and future. That ghosts? is an appropriate Christmas story. That's appropriate. That makes mm -hmm. me feel okay. And if you look into <laughs> the history of Yule, that traditionally was a time when people sat around the fire and told ghost stories. Yeah. More so than. Mm -hmm 
Samhain or Halloween. Like it happened at Yuletide mm-hmm. because that's when those types of creatures are free to roam the earth. I love that. And I'm going to mm-hmm. really try. It's hard when you're the only person that celebrates it in that way. You're mm-hmm. like, cool. We yeah. keep it weird at our house. So. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's rough. But, you know, I I, I try. I'm going to try. I've been trying very hard to, like, embrace mm-hmm. for, for my husband and mm-hmm. to really, who who's a joyful person and loves Christmas and has, has a very healthy Aww. family. And I love his family. And I'm a bit of a... Uh, Are you Scrooge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm a Christmas dick. You're a little Christmas curmudgeon. <laughs> I totally am. And it's really sad but we've been through some therapy and i think this year you're not alone though i think a lot of folks have pain around christmas yeah well it's also it reminds me of just people that are dead or like not there anymore Mm -hmm. things or or it reminds me of like the 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 um the harsh realities that people go through like it reminds me of like i think mm-hmm. of like kids that don't have any fucking clean water mm-hmm. or like you mm-hmm. know people that don't have any gifts to give or like mm-hmm. I, I receive and i'm just like oh my god mm-hmm. and it is my heart wants to explode that's why i like popped the santa bubble immediately oh I'm that's like, good we're not playing this game where santa gives you ipads fuck no <laughs> no your grandmother gave you that yeah. because she can afford to do that yeah. and she gets full fucking credit for yeah that. <laughs> Yeah. Halloween, though, like, I've, I have so much family fighting memories around most of the holidays. Like, yeah. Easter and Christmas, I just think about my family screaming. And <laughs> content warning. Um, but <laughs> when I think of Halloween, content I think of costumes yeah. and popcorn and my nani would always make piggies and blankets mm. which is like hot dogs wrapped in crescent rolls but she would like make them from scratch so it was oh. fucking delicious and we would have that before we went trick-or-treating and my dad was incredible at sewing so he would make all of our costumes wow. my mom and dad were into halloween too so they would have yeah. like from when they started dating Like, they've always been into costumes. And so, like, they would always look fucking amazing. My sibling and I would look so fucking cool. And, like, it was the one holiday that actually felt joyful. Yeah. Consistently joyful. I think there's something about scary things or being scared that's cathartic. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe because that holiday is such a, like, ooh, mm-hmm. that sort of, ooh, it kind of hits everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to fight during Tingles that? You. you know, it's sort of different. <laughs> There's no heavy, like, emotion to it. It's just fear. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, like, cathartic, right? To just sort of, I don't know. The vibe is just so, f- it's a party. Brings you together against the unseen. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to hold on and be, you know, and just, mm-hmm. I think that there's something about that, too, that's brings people together. I also think there's something really fucking delicious that humans across the globe love about masquerade. Oh, yeah. Whether it's carnival, which exists all over the place, mm-hmm. carnival. You can yeah. find it across Europe and Latin America. And I mean, costume is also a part of traditional African religions. And like, there's something so... I don't know what it is if it's like pleasure 
if it's something about that when it comes to costume and embodying a different character and a different identity mm-hmm. if only for one night yeah it's freeing mm-hmm. we don't have carnival in the in the united states so yeah. we have halloween as our night the one yeah. night of year where a girl can dress however she wants yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny what were some of your favorite costumes growing Ooh. up some of my favorites, I really wanted to be, uh, oh, okay. The Pink Ranger is probably oh. number one still. <laughs> yes. I fucking loved the Pink Ranger costume. I love Power Rangers. Um, and I was a princess one year, and that was a really good one. Joan of Arc was one of my Ooh, favorites. Oh, yes. <laughs> Queer trans icon also <laughs> yeah. was burned for being a witch yeah. for heresy mm-hmm. our sweet little clairvoyant mm. joan, joan. Mm-hmm. i loved that one honestly though i loved my parents costumes the most what were they like one year they were um oh my god they were spooky and my dad just kind of like made up these scary creatures and we would go oh. shopping at all of the different like movie makeup stores around hollywood and burbank there are a nice. lot of them in burbank for some reason yeah burbank's very and spooky i remember my dad like epoxying spiders coming wow. out of my mom's eyeballs wow. and then one year they were captain hook and tinkerbell and my dad made himself like a fully lined pirate's coat and wore the giant curly wig and my mom he made her this like gorgeous green ethereal tulle gown and short oh purple God. wig they're the scarecrow and dorothy oh. like my parents went fucking big they they did zombie prom one year. My mom did like a blue bouffant and my dad got an old dead stock, um, like fifties suit in this shiny red that looked like a, it kind of reminded me of like the wonders yeah, or like Ricky Ricardo. It was that vibe. They did that Ricky and Lucy, of course. And he carried on a bongo drum. Like my parents, are they like Morticia and just, Gomez vibes? They like, did. They are very yeah. much. Yes. Like they loved each, they other. loved each other. So sweet. They did. They drove each other fucking crazy. Right. Bless your soul, dad. But <laughs> That's <laughs> really cool. Mother's a saint. <laughs> I love that your dad yeah. made costumes. And, and he made costumes for all of us. That's it was rad. so cool. That, yeah. I, we were really blessed to have a dad who like was very much like, open to fantasy and to magic and to creatures that. and things like that was his vibe great he loved job, that shit dad. great job good job dad <laughs> that's rad mm-hmm. well i never wanted to be anything ugly yeah. i to this day i Same. don't i don't either i never was like gore me up i uh, my mom told me this story of like she painted my face like to be Minnie Mouse and I just fucking cried. I would have to. I don't. I, I just fucking cried. I put whiskers. She put whiskers on me and I just like, eh. and I don't, I don't like it. I used to be an actor in theater and I hated wearing mm-hmm. masks and things on my face uh, unless it was pretty. I always wanted to be a mermaid, a princess. Yeah. I. That's me. I'm always like very, nowadays I'm like very subtle 90s characters. Mm-hmm. This isn't really subtle, but it's a reference you need to know it's like that's sort of my thing but they require no prosthetic (laughs) i want to be pretty at all times yeah that's it i'm the same way (laughs) i i just want to look pretty on halloween i I don't need to scare anybody i can do that on any day of the week any time of year without (laughs) 
I don't need a costume I to do that. Be, I don't necessarily even want to be sexy. I just want to be pretty. Same. Like, I just want to be pretty and feel cool and mm. feel like someone else. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, like just wipe off relatively normal makeup and mm. not have to do that effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My kids, on the other hand, are into like high camp. High camp. <laughs> Yeah. Like drag makeup. Like Hunter, my eight-year-old, is like using the glue stick on their eyebrows to glue them down and redraw new eyebrows. We watch a lot of drag queens on YouTube, which is part of it. But like they want extreme right now. Their current drag is like a vampire Mm. vibe. I gave them all of the Halloween makeup that I have in addition to their other makeup kit. And so they're like getting really into spooky face spooky drag i love that (laughs) that's like the only reason i would want a human child is to dress them up for halloween just come over to my house during halloween but yeah i mean we we get i have nieces every day it's fine yeah (laughs) i'll just go with you it's fine that's our that's our motto i'm fine being the creepy aunt just strolling around you know we all and they think i'm cool anyway right they think you're so So fucking cool i'll just well (laughs) We have to have a little, like, sound party for the kids and my niece, Winnie. That would be really fun. That would be really cute. That would be really cute. She likes older kids, so. That would be perfect, because they love babies. We could do the little movie. I love kids. Me too. I love kids. I love babies. They're a lot of fucking work, though. Yeah. Lord have mercy. That's why I have animals. (laughs) But I love that. that. That's really great that... Now you're able to celebrate mm-hmm. Samhain and Halloween together because I would never disregard Halloween. Mm-hmm. We that's... fucking love Halloween. And for me, like, I never really connected with Samhain as much, even yeah. though I have learned that, like, I'm very Celtic from Galicia specifically, mm-hmm. which is also known as the land of the witches in Spain. Um, but... I have always connected to All Saints Day, All yeah. Souls Day, the well, Muertos. Go. And so we make it a point to like talk about the ancestors this time of year. We make it a point to tell the stories that I do remember mm-hmm. about the departed and oh, I'm realizing like that's my dad now too. Yeah. Um and we together put together a special ofrenda and we move all of the ancestor pictures, right? Typically my ancestral altar is on some shelves by the rest of my altars, but this time of year we move it towards the middle of the living room mm-hmm. and dedicate a special space where we're always looking. And we get way more into decorating for Halloween and Dia de Muerto than we do Christmas, to be honest. Christmas, like if I could not buy another tree, I would be fucking delighted but my husband really likes the tree <laughs> dudes I, like the trees for i some hate reason. the needle because they don't have to pick up the needles <laughs> <laughs> it's practical and it's fun going to the tree lot is fun but we get way more into decorating and so- it's just livelier the it's energy livelier. is livelier oddly enough it's yes livelier. because the dead your ancestors they're, they're fucking lively. fun they're, they're yeah. here to party and tell stories yeah. and drink and yeah. eat fucking cake yeah. and like have fun with you and laugh it's and- an amazing holiday to be and it's so it's so the same and it's so different in every state mm-hmm. of this country. Like, mm. I've, I don't know. Have you ever been to New Orleans? Mm-mm. I've been to New Orleans 
on Halloween. Mm. And it it is just something else. A like party. Just yeah, that town is mm. a party. And so I yeah, it's just beautiful. Just the little different traditions that mm. people have within their own houses too, I think is really neat. Um I always feel really high energy around Halloween too. Like I feel like I am in my witch bag yes. at Halloween. Like I just want to make fucking potions and bake weird things and cook a lot of shit and feed everybody mm-hmm. and make crafts. Like I feel like the darkness like empowers me yeah. as the nights grow longer. But by the time Chris like Christmas by the time Yule comes around mm-hmm. I'm spent I'm done yeah same it's I'm hibernation like... season and then we got stupid Thanksgiving that's I can't believe we're forced holiday. to work during December and January it is a crime that anybody has to go to work during that time of year we yeah. should all be sleeping should be hibernating sleeping and eating carbs and cuddling and gaining crying. weight and crying <laughs> Oh, wait, I do that Hiding anyway. from the cryptid. <laughs> and hiding from Belschnickel, like, hello. What are the little kids that Gryla has with her? The um, oh. the little child spirits. They're tricky, too, and they yeah. come around Yuletide. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. I like that. I love how we've related Spookies to... Somehow this is a Samhain and Yule episode. Yeah, we're just assigning spirits to their appropriate holidays. We're just kind of, we're moving things around like the Catholics, right? Exactly. We're just saying, Let's Anybody can do it. Yeah, you there. Because that's how Catholics talk. Maybe we're just like putting it back. Like a shitty Italian accent. Like Italian because it's oh, in you there? What, what, what is that? It's like Mario and Luigi voice? <laughs> it's huh. a me. It's a me. That's <laughs> Oh my god! I don't even know the name of the current pope. I'm trash. <laughs> pope Francis. They're all the same. <laughs> the twenty seventh. They all wear the same outfit. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Well, should we? Spirit candy. Channeled messages from our spirit guides. Spirit candy spirit for candy. Halloween. I'm excited. Mine is short, but certainly sweet. Mm -hmm. From my guide, Ava. Beware of the monsters in your own mind. Remind them that they are visitors and certainly not in charge. Mm. Mm -hmm. I like that. Me too. And those monsters can be self-doubt self-criticism imposter syndrome imposter syndrome old conditioning words unkind words that other people have said to you in the past that stick with you Mm -hmm. i watched my spirits literally extract words from people's minds that have been implanted there by others and that's nice this is just a reminder that the monsters might exist but they're certainly not the boss no Mm-hmm. That's a great reminder. Mm-hmm. What about you? Okay. Trick or treat. It's a treat. <laughs> okay. So, as I mentioned before, I like to read poems to the dead mm. on Samhain. That's sort of my little thing. And so I'm going to read one now mm-hmm. for my spirit candy. 
from the book that I actually use every year. An offering. Yes. Mm. It is called Poems Bewitched and Haunted. And it's haunted poems. It's on brand. And it's orange. And it's orange and black. And it's very pretty. I'm so excited. And. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm trying to find the author. But it's a compilation. Okay. Uh, Oh. And the intro the in the beginning of the book on the first page it says every man or woman or person (laughs) i will go with thee and be thy guide in thy most need to go by thy side Mm. so this is like a little companion companion so i'm going to like randomly pick a poem and flip through it and read it for in honor of halloween and Samhain. bibliomancy the haunted chamber Each heart has its haunted chamber where the silent moonlight falls. On the floor are mysterious footsteps. There are whispers along the walls. And mine at times is haunted by phantoms of the past, as motionless as shadows by the silent moonlight cast. A form sits by the window that is not seen by day, for as soon as the dawn approaches, it vanishes away. It sits there in the moonlight, itself as pale and still, and points with its airy finger across the window sill. Without, before the window, there stands a gloomy pine whose boughs wave upward and downward as waves these thoughts of mine. And underneath its branches is the grave of a little child who died upon life's threshold and never wept nor smiled. Mm. Where are ye, O pallid phantoms, that haunt my troubled brain, that vanish when day approaches and at night return again? Where are ye, O pallid phantoms, but the statues without breath, that stand on the bridge overarching the silent river of death? Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. That poem. That was a nice, very sad one. That's a great one. So this is just a little compilation book of these types of poems. I love that that shit. 10 out of 10. And the dead can relate. So, (laughs) yay. Also, like, they mentioned the monsters of the mind in that, too. That's interesting. Yeah, they did. And I just flipped and and did not plan that. Spooky bitches. I love that shit. Everything's magic. The monsters of the mind haunting. (laughs) Yeah, that was interesting. Magic. Magic is real. Magic is real. We have a few questions. (gasps) A few questions on the third eye line. I have to take off my glove to click it. Okay. Sarita would love to hear your pronunciations of the Sabbaths. Sarita. (laughs) Sure. Um, Can can you pull them up? Yeah. (laughs) uh, I think I know them. So I don't forget any. Laura actually made a really fucking cool t-shirt. I I With know these the fairly Sabbaths. well because I did put a t-shirt. It's like a Helvetica style t-shirt with all the pagan Sabbaths on it. So okay. when I did that, I made sure to look up their pronunciations. Or a photo of the wheel is fine. Here's a photo of the wheel. Cool. I certainly don't know how to pronounce them all, so I'm excited. Can you see this from here? Yeah. Okay. Embolk, Astara, Beltane, Lytha, Lunasad, 
Maven, Samhain, and Yule. It's will you say the I one again? Lunasad. No. What it starts with Imbolc? an I? E- Imbolc. Okay, Imbolc. That's how I, I did say it. not. Or Lamas. The Lunasad and Lamas are interchangeable, oh. so that's why. Cool. But Lunasad is the fucked up one that no one can spell. I was gonna say, <laughs> what's the difference? They're just different names for the I same thing. I think they're just different names different for the same thing. There might be names. some like. Dif- some specific right. I don't know I think it's the same thing okay cool to me that's fucking cool yeah. go Laura uh, uh. I have another question is the veil really thinning or was it always thin to begin with I fucking love this question I've actually gotten into fights on Ooh. TikTok about this <laughs> do tell do tell um i'm actually very curious someone made a tiktok about how like we're incorrect because the veil is always thin so like people who say the veil is thinning are just like full of shit to which i say mm. no um yes the veil is always thin that's why it's called a fucking veil duh <laughs> but during this time of year Especially, it starts really with the whispers in August, like you mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. that the fall, the ancestors are coming. The veil does begin the process of thinning further and further. And this night of All Hallows' Eve, which to many seems like the culmination, is really the gate opening Mm -hmm. it is when the veil is at its its thinnest and the fun really fucking begins and this is the time when all of these spirits who otherwise may not have access to the earthly realm are finally able to come marching in and spend time dancing eating dining storytelling amongst the living and it continues to remain thin all the way through the end of the Gregorian calendar year and even quite a bit in the beginning of January Mm -hmm. and then as the ice begins to Mm -hmm. thaw the veil begins to thicken again the ancestors the cryptids begin to quiet and spring finds itself upon us so yes the veil is always thin but it becomes its thinnest at this time of year. Mm-hmm. And it's worthy of celebration. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Fuck yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> the veil is always The veil thin. is. Yeah, it's. What? That's why it's called that veil. Sense. <laughs> that's why it's called veil. What a party pooper. That's how I feel about it. Like, you're just trying to find something to, like, yeah, start shit about. Just you're just trying to go viral. Um, the fail's always thin. Okay. What are the best ways to share these sabbats? Specifically, let's keep it to yeah. Samhain, I guess, since that's what we're talking about. Sure. What's the best way to share these sabbats with my kiddos? Aww. Well, there's a lot of fun traditions within mm-hmm. different sabbats. Samhain, I would embrace the dead with your mm-hmm. kids and make sure that they have I mean I'm not a mother of human children so I can't give you like mom advice but I will say that I I think it's great when kids have a healthy relationship with death mm-hmm. and that they don't shy away from 
from realities. Yes. Um, and if you haven't already, please go back and listen to episode one of season one where we talk yeah. about death in depth. Yeah. Including like childhood experiences mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's a good way to sort of celebrate those that have passed and, mm -hmm. and with kids especially to to look to your ancestry and bring that side out mm. for them and to um it doesn't have to be you know graphic it can, it's mm -hmm. leaving offerings it's reading poems mm -hmm. it's drawing pictures it's things they would do for their relatives that if they were alive yes absolutely you know yes I pretend they're alive pretend they're coming to visit and they are and they are yes. you just can't see them mm -hmm. you know so yeah, like little kids make mm -hmm. cards for their grandparents, right? And yeah. handprints and things like that. Um, visit grave sites and bring mm -hmm. flowers. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Harvest together. Do mm -hmm. bonfires with them. There's actually, mm -hmm. I don't know how like eco-friendly these fucking things are, but there's <laughs> these packets um, that you can get on, I think on Amazon or that's where I got them. And uh you throw them into the fire and it the, makes the flames change color. And they're very fun. That's and very it's like rainbow. Focus. Yeah, it's very fun for kids. So that's, you want to burn your marshmallows like before you do that. For sure. Like I said, it's probably <laughs> mad chemicals in the ship, but it's fun as fuck. Yeah. So kids really, I like doing that for kids that's if I have cool. them over. With their mm. parents, I don't just have random kids over. For <laughs> I'm like, I'm children. <laughs> <laughs> there is a new hocus pocus coming oh, out i'm so exciting oh, i know come little children do we have any more sound no questions do we? i think that's everything for Samhain. everything yeah well i hope that's that all, folks everybody enjoyed that and learned something i know i did I did got certainly. my history in a row and yeah. have a different perspective of it and happy Halloween happy Halloween blessed Samhain feliz dia de muertos feliz dia de los muertos happy all saints and all souls blessed day blessed all hollow mass mm. <laughs> <laughs> all the hollow mass yes. things and may the souls of the restless dead Yes. Find peace and find their way home to the ancestral planes for all of us, all mm -hmm. of you. Mm -hmm. Yes. So thank you for listening to Third Eye Bind. Be sure to leave us a message on the Third Eye line. Until next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye line by sending us a voice message or a text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one -on -one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash Third Eye Bind. Third Eye Bind is produced and edited by Mike Realm. Hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin on Instagram at Spirit Garden Tarot.